Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Marvel's Agents of Mace, where we are going to be breaking down the Thor movies and the first Avengers movie in preparation for Loki. Today, it's me, Drew, and I'm joined by Elisa and Luke. So, I will start by saying Thor is not... I like him as an Avenger. He's not my favorite as far as the movies go. So I was kind of like, ah, we got to watch these movies to get ready. But like, ugh, I don't like the Thor movies except for Ragnarok. But I was, I think that, I don't know if they've changed it or what, but I feel like my biggest problem with the second Thor movie was how dark everything was. But when I watched it on Disney+, Plus, it wasn't as dark as I remember it being. So... I don't know if maybe they went back and changed it, lightened it up a little bit so I could see more. But compared to the first Thor, I enjoyed the second one more than I thought I was going to. Hooray! I told you I was going to defend the second one when we got there. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit ago, I was kind of thinking, like, I wonder where everyone, where Thor sits on everyone's list, and maybe we should, uh, we should uh, on our socials, we should share like our our like marvel ranked list to see because yeah i'm I'm with you like i i really like thor much more now now that we've gotten the development of the character and he's really gotten into that character but yeah unfortunately like the first two thor movies they sit low on my list as well but and and i know like i always see this on uh film twitter if y'all ever get on like if you just search film twitter and like look through the community there like the second Thor movie is definitely not liked, but I'm like on the on the one where I I kind of put it a little bit above the first one, but I don't mind the darkness. Like I kind of like that, and I was kind of into like the dark elves and all of that. And at this point, you know, you had that character development, but I really like the second one more for Loki in it. Um, that's the reason why I enjoy. It. I like you know I like really got into Loki's character at this point. So that's really the main reason I watch it is just to see Loki in it. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. You know, this is one of those, like, I always have to feel like I stand in the corner because like, I'm like, I don't want everyone to attack me because I like uh, the second Thor a little bit more. <laughs> well, I just feel like the first Thor, he doesn't have his powers. He's not even Thor for 90% of the movie. At sure. least in the yeah. second one, he's Thor yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's a simple himbo with an exaggerated <laughs> sense of himself. Yeah, exactly. And like stepping away, I like the all the side characters. They're not my favorites. Yeah, they're just well, and yeah, they just kind of pop up out of nowhere in the first Thor movie. But in the second one, we go back yeah. to like they kind of develop their characters a little bit more, and we kind of mm-hmm. get to see who each of them are and their tropes that they kind of stick with. And it's like, okay, I, all right, these are his friends, whatever. But I I definitely can see how in the first Thor, it's like they still weren't really sure what they were going to do with him. Like, how do you Mm -hmm. make a god relatable to everyone? So they Mm -hmm. just made him not a god for the 90s in the movie. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But then in the second one, they were like, well, no one wants to see him walk around without his hammer the whole movie. So let's just make him Thor. Again. (laughs) Yeah. And I definitely agree about Loki. (laughs) Like, Loki in the first Thor is a completely different character than Loki in the second Thor. He's much more like subdued and like doesn't make quite as many witty quips in the first movie. In the second movie, it's just like quip after quip. Every time you see him, he's got something smart to say. He's doing magic all over the place. <laughs> I guess I guess that's what prison does to you. <laughs> Makes you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta think, like, he's locked up, you know, so he's probably just using that time to like create his schemes of like what he's going to do right you know so but you got to think of being kind of concealed to that one area probably does make him a little <laughs> little loopy there i think that's definitely a, a possible interpretation <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of the big things for me too just like again wh- the first time i watched the second movie i was like this is by far my least favorite of all of them and it was for a long time but now that i've rewatched it with like a new outlook <clears throat> everything about it from the characters to even the villains which like not a super strong villain i mean his like weird berserker guy was like more villainy than the actual villain mm-hmm. but they're at least more developed i feel like the first movie they were like well who do we pit against thor I don't know. Loki. Okay, well, no one really knows anything about him. Yeah, that's true. All right, he's going to fight the Destroyer. So, like, the whole big the big battle of the movie is him fighting the Destroyer, which, like, I mean, they kind of explained what the Destroyer was, but, like, I don't know. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, the villain of the movie. <laughs> and then um, almost immediately, Loki is redeemed in a sense without us ever really seeing the bond that they have quote and then the movie ends and you're just like what what did i watch (laughs) you gotta look at look at the setting as well like the first thor movie it's like in this middle of nowhere town (laughs) and so you know that's not as exciting as like you know big cities you know you think you look at like avengers and even like stepping away you look at like dc films like they're always like in gotham city or metropolis you have these there's so much going on and like thor is just kind of like 
where are they at? <laughs> like, why why there? Why did they choose it? It made me want to, I need to go back and look at the budget of the film. Maybe they just kind of like kept a lower budget and just had to work well, yeah, around they that. they blew it all on Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they spent zero money on their actors. They were like, find us super unknown people because it doesn't matter they just they need to look Mm -hmm. the part Mm -hmm. and maybe kind of be good at this that's it that is it i mean i guess like the director was uh ken brenna and i don't know how much you guys or the folks listening to us know about him um but aside from being gilderoy lockhart in the harry potter movies he's probably best known for doing like a ton of like shakespeare adaptations like he did the much ado about nothing starring himself and uh emma thompson he did uh, Hamlet. He's done uh, Love's Labor's Lost, just like all over the place. And of course, stage productions. And so the main thing I notice about the first Thor movie is that it seems really, really mm-hmm. theatrical. Mm-hmm. He's pulled in uh, um, Anthony Hopkins, for one thing, who could not be more Shakespearean <laughs> in how he plays Odin if he was like purposely doing that. And he might be. I don't know. I don't, I don't know him. Um but also, uh, I feel like the only reason that he hired Tom Hiddleston is because he had worked with him on stage and on his own other TV show, Wallander. Um, and so I, th- I think that a lot of what he's bringing to it is that kind of a background. And so smaller sets, focus on characters, all of that is very like theater-based, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and whenever we were watching it together... Uh, and you guys are talking about how small the town is. I asked Mason, I was like, do you think they filmed this in an actual small town or is this a backlot? And he's like, it looks a lot like a backlot, but I bet this is some town. <laughs> like they just went to the absolute middle of nowhere and <laughs> found some place with like 300 people living. And it. it was like, okay, we're taking over everybody out. <laughs> Unless you want to be in the scene with the truck, in which case stick around. We need a, <laughs> we need a bunch of people who look like rednecks. <laughs> Which also... Yeah, the whole town. <laughs> I think 100% it's a backlot. Only because every time they destroy something, especially the just when the destroyer comes to town and just starts like shooting everything with his laser beam, I was like, this. I mean, he's not here to destroy Earth. Why is he just like blowing up this gas station? I don't understand. Other than for them to be like, look, we blew up a gas station. <laughs> but if you watch every time something gets destroyed it has like a weird mechanical fall to it. So when he blows up the the gas station, <laughs> it all kind of looks like it's going to buckle down, but it buckles in a way that like, it looks like this is all it does. It just, it does that. They built it to do that. Well, this is an audio podcast, so you can't see my hands, but uh, it looks like it looks like the front end of the gas station just tips forward. And then they cover it up with CG fire and flames. But... It's like, God, that looks that looked so like not fake, but like that like movie backlot tour. You're on that ride at Universal where they pretend like the room's crashing down <laughs> around you. Like that's what it looked like to me. So then every time they showed a building, I tried to like look inside and I was like, does this look like a building that people have been in, or does this look like an empty building used for this backlot stage? <laughs> and I definitely I think that it is a staged town. If it is a real town, I mean, they probably would have been like, this is supposed to be good for the economy. Y'all are blowing up all the time. <laughs> and they'd be like, it was ugly. Maybe, well, we, should, maybe we need to have a fact check segment. Oh, I would love that. 
That's I've I've seen that in other podcasts. They they always like shill out like the last 15 20 minutes and they're like, "All right, now we're going to review back and we're going to fact check everything and be like, actually this is this." This is what we got wrong last week, That's everybody. Crazy. Buckle in. It's a lot. <laughs> so, I'm cur- curious about this for for both of you cuz for me going into Thor, the uh if you look at it from an actor perspective, so the actors that portray Thor and Loki, this was new to me. I didn't really know either of them from anything. Um, so I was curious if, if y'all like had familiarity of them because because this was a big thing for me is like, can I get invested in these actors for these characters? I think I knew the Hemsworths, but only because didn't one of them date a Kardashian or was that post Thor? I don't. Or yeah, not, not I don't Kardashian, know. Well, uh, Miley, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah, his brother did. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. his brother. And I'm I was a little bit more familiar with his brother. Um. But uh, Tom Hiddleston, I don't think I'd seen anything that he was in prior to this. I had seen, uh, and this is because I was an English major in college, and all of us are secretly little old English ladies on the inside. Um, they did they did one year on Masterpiece Theater that was nothing but Jane Austen adaptations and films about her life. And so I was like, oh boy. And so I just like settled in every night and I was watching it. And one of the movies that they had was one called Miss Austen Regrets. And it was about uh, Jane Austen as an older woman. I say older. She died when she was, I think, 43, so she didn't get very old. Um, And she's kind of teaching her niece kind of the ways of romance and how to deal with men, uh, what she she should be looking for in a spouse. And Tom Hiddleston plays a preacher who is courting her niece, and he gets very angry at her. He's – his character is terrible, and I'm sure he's based on a real person – but he gets on to Jane Austen because all of the uh, clergymen in her novels are a little bit ridiculous, like they're comic characters. And he said, you know, he doesn't think that it's okay to uh, to make fun of men who devote their lives to God. And she was like, well, my dad was a preacher. This is just what I grew up with. And I remember thinking, he is so annoying. <laughs> 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 but since then, he did redeem himself because another masterpiece theater thing that I think came out the same year as Thor uh, was a return to Cranford. I don't know if you guys know Cranford, but again, miniseries, bonneted old English ladies. It's it's truly delightful and very cozy. And then they did a sequel mm. series that was Return to Cranford, and he was playing a young aristocratic uh, kid in that who fell in love with a poor girl who was played by uh, Jodie Whittaker, who is the female Doctor Who. Mm. Um, so I was familiar with that kind of Tom Hiddleston gotcha. stuff. <laughs> But I, I, yeah. I remember I didn't recognize him because he looks so different in the movie. Uh, I'm looking at their portfolios right now. So for Tom Hiddleston, for sure, this was the first thing I saw him in. Looks like Chris Hemsworth was in Star Trek. That's right. He was. And I guess I just totally blanked on that one. <laughs> so I would seen him in Star Trek prior, but... I'm not. I'm. I'm more of Star Wars than a Trekkie, so I'm sure. Like, I just kind of like forgot about that. I think he was in it for like four seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he must have been in there. Just why? Well, I, I mean, they did a great job. I I do appreciate that we strayed away from like platinum blonde Thor because mm-hmm. that was the most distracting thing I have ever seen. Rewatching the first Thor movie. And every time it showed a close-up of his face, it was clearly like bleached 
eyebrows or I don't know, oh, yeah. fake eyebrows yeah. or something. They looked so bad. And every time it showed his face, I was like, oh, please cut away from this. Like, give do a wide shot again. I'm trying to look at his face. It looks so weird. <laughs> and then in the second one, when they made everything darker, it was still there, but it looked like they had made everything a little bit darker for that movie. So, like, it was more right. of like a dirty blonde. And then by <laughs> Ragnarok, they were like, forget it. There. <laughs> just like doesn't matter yeah at yeah. least i think in uh two and three it's it's a natural brow <laughs> they're not trying <laughs> to do the weird bleached out brows also audience it's very dangerous to bleach your eyebrows do not do that <laughs> <laughs> it's very distracting i uh i i can see the the reason that maybe they wanted to go with a director that did more classical theater and Shakespearean stuff. I mean, if you read Thor comics, that's kind of what they want Thor to be, which is weird because he's a Norse god. You'd think that they would <laughs> mm-hmm. try to write it like a Norse mythology or something, but instead it's always like, it always has the fun lettering whenever Thor speaks, and he speaks very, like, ye old mm-hmm. English. And uh, so I could see their reasoning behind that, but I don't think that Either they didn't lean enough into it, or maybe they leaned too into it, and it just didn't hit the mark that they were going for. Right. Well, also, also remember, they basically uh, they kind of like create their own play that just retells the story. <laughs> yeah, in one of the films. So I mean, that could be just a nod to that. Yeah. Well, as soon as you said that, that that's all I could think when uh, in Avengers, when yeah, Tony Stark is like. Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? I was like, ah, oh, this is funny. Like, okay. And so now I'm thinking, like, ah, oh, maybe that was like a stab at the first Thor. Movie. I think I think probably what they were doing was probably just poking fun at it because you know this is introducing Thor, so we're getting you know the, they're getting their uh, audience used to this character and getting the story developed, and then mm-hmm. you know once once you get past Avengers, I think like all of that initial stuff was kind of thrown out, like. <laughs> We're we're just you know we're just gonna keep him with his humor and make him super cool and <laughs> so yeah I feel like that's probably all they were doing was just poking fun at that. <laughs> well, and bear in mind, like a huge chunk of Shakespeare's uh, bibliography, I guess, is mm-hmm. uh, royal family dramas, and so it like, kind of ties really well into yeah. the story of the Asgardians. I mean, it's oh, all yeah. like dad is mad at his two brat kids can't act right. That's basically <laughs> the plot of King Lear, except there's three kids. <laughs> I I do want to say that the one thing, not the one thing, but another thing that that I I don't know it, it bugged me sort of was that at the end of Thor and Thor two, Loki dies, air quotes, <laughs> and comes back again, and then every other movie that we see Loki, it ends with him going to jail basically. And so it's like, man, oh man, I really, I really hope that every episode of the Loki show doesn't end with him dying or going to jail. Like it was such a weird thing that the first movie ends with him dying. And the second movie basically ends with him dying. I mean, you see him at the very end. Mm -hmm. It's like he, you know, Thor has that speech with Odin and then he walks away and then Odin transforms into Loki and you're like oh Loki's not dead and it's like why did you ki- why did you kill him off twice just to bring him back like I don't know I get that he's like the trickster god but like there's got to be another trick 
than just <laughs> fake dying. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know, hope fingers crossed. That's what we get in the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope Hopefully. so. If he I... dies more than twice, I will be upset. <laughs> Two times, that's okay. <laughs> We're just gonna turn Loki into a drinking game. <laughs> I would be totally on board for that. <laughs> Um, that's another uh, fact check that we would have to do, though. If if that last shot in uh, in the dark world of Thor having the conversation with Odin, whether that conversation was already filmed and then they just decided to splice Loki in there at the end, where they're like, "Oh, we probably shouldn't leave him dead." Hmm. But the conversation seems a little bit knowing on Odin's part, so I feel like it's something that they scripted after they decided not to, you know, kill him. <laughs> yeah. So. But I don't know. That would be that would be another thing to fact check. That would be interesting because I mean, when he changes, it's not it's not like he changes while Thor's walking away, and we see Thor in the foreground and Loki change in the background. It's just like mm-hmm. a random shot of Odin as he transforms into Loki. So a curiously maybe, still shot of Odin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe they did shoot it, and then someone was like, "Nah, let's make it Loki," and they're like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> Might as well. I did really enjoy the end credit scene at the end of Thor 1 because it actually led somewhere, whereas the end credit scene in Thor 2 was just garbage. I mean, he just, he comes back and then they kiss, he and Jane kiss, Mm -hmm. and then there's like that weird shot of the giant monster (laughs) like chasing birds. And then it ends, and I was like, what was that? It doesn't even yeah. lead to the next movie. Why did they show us that? Oh, yeah, those are the forgettable ones. Yeah, it's so weird. I, Marvel's whole thing is that like the end of each movie leads to the next it's, movie, and that was just mm-hmm. like, it's like they forgot that that's what they were supposed to do. Someone was like, this would be funny. Maybe they meant to have uh, Jane like be in Age of Ultron, at least for like a scene, to be like, hey, yeah, we are still dating. Instead, they just dropped her name and be like, oh, yeah, they are still dating. Yeah. So maybe they were just trying to set up that. Mm. But also, side note, <laughs> I really like Jane Foster as a character, but I don't like her and Thor as a couple. <laughs> I feel yeah. like eventually, I mean, and I think that this had to have contributed to them eventually breaking up. She has to notice that he can't really keep up with her in the, you know, like intellectual capacity because Thor's not mm-hmm. dumb. He just has dumb guy energy. But <laughs> <laughs> that just kind of, that's going to run out after a while. And also poor Sif has clearly been in love with Thor for like a thousand years. And so like every time they made her like go and help Jane in the dark world, I was like, no, yeah, <laughs> that's so mean. But she's uh she's supposed to be in Love and Thunder, so maybe maybe they'll get it right in Love and Thunder, and Jane will go off and do her thing, and he'll be like, oh yeah, this one she likes me, and she's also gonna live for another five thousand years. <laughs> yeah, are they just gonna, you know, set it up for her becoming Thor? Yeah. I mean, Let's... honestly, like, I feel like, I feel like Thor is the character that would be easiest to move on to a new Thor. Or like Iron Man, mm-hmm. you can't like, I mean, once Robert Downey's out of it, like, he's out. You can't just be like, ah, here's new Iron Man. It's like, no. No one cares you... about just the suit. Yeah, yeah. Now there has to yeah. be like a whole new character built whereas thor is like there's thor and then there's jane thor mm-hmm. well if 
Chris wants out, and I can't remember the actress's name. Natalie Portman? Uh, yeah. If Natalie wants in, be like, all right, you're Thor now. Boom, boom, swip, swap. Well, I guess what's curious, it's like, you got to look at the hammer as well. It's like, you know, only those that are worthy mm-hmm. will get the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. Right? But you make a great point because, you know, you see that like, Captain America was worthy and he possessed the power of Thor in Endgame. Mm-hmm. I feel like if, you know, Falcon was around, I would think he would also have that capability. Um, maybe. Be maybe. I mean, it would no, be wasn't he... Didn't he try? Didn't they all try? They all tried, yeah. Yeah. In a, Age of Ultron, you know. That, like, Cap was the only one it. that kind of made it move. And I, I, yeah, I mean, that was fantastic little little nod <laughs> when, you know, Thor was just kind of like, I knew it. Like, <laughs> well, we've already seen an outline of Beta Ray Bill. Maybe they'll just bring him in. Or, or uh, I want the Frog Thor, whatever that thing's <laughs> name is. Bring that. Make that a movie. I'd watch that. So a frog jumping around with Mjolnir. Oh my god! Isn't uh, <laughs> isn't Christian Bale playing Beta Ray Bill in Love and Thunder? Oh, is he? Uh, That's no, wait, no, no, no. He's not. He's not Beta Ray no, Bill. He's, he's he's Gore. He's Gore. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hated hated that arc, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, there's I feel like there's things they could do. I never really understood the Beta Ray Bill like arc, but I think it would be an interesting thing to see them move into um i'm hoping that with the loki show i mean we're gonna talk more about or see more about alternate dimensions and timelines and periods of time i feel like they could they could use this show to really tease upcoming things Mm -hmm. uh i did want to say on a on a I don't know weird note. <laughs> so when the first Avengers movie came out, uh, my fiance, my now fiance, and I uh, went to the theaters for an entire day, and we watched <laughs> every Marvel movie that was out with nice. like a special thing. You watched them all in a row, and at the beginning of each movie, Agent Coulson would come out and like talk about whatever the next movie was, and then you watched the movie and everything like that. And uh, I remember being so hyped that entire day. <laughs> and then we, wa- we watched the Avengers movie, and I was like, this is amazing. And when the second Avengers movie came out, we saw that at that same theater, they were doing something where you could watch, again, every Marvel movie until the second <laughs> Avengers. And I was like, I really considered it. I mean... Talk about a fun day just sitting in the movie theater watching like 16 mm-hmm. movies in a row. <laughs> That'd be fun. But I did notice that rewatching, I've rewatched it multiple times now, but rewatching the Avengers after that, that first viewing, I did enjoy it more, I think. Because I think at the time when I watched it, I was just like, this is so cool. But I wasn't really paying that much attention. And as I watch it more, I don't know. I mean, they say they planned everything, right? Like, that's their whole yeah. shtick, is that everything's been planned from the beginning. I don't know about that. That seems ridiculous to plan that much. But it is cool to see things pop up that then mm-hmm. come back later. I 
I definitely feel like Thor Dark World was one of those things that maybe we didn't need it because the only thing out of that movie that really lasted at all was the power, not power stone, mind stone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not mind stone. Damn, what was it? Reality stone? Reality stone. Yeah. 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 That was the only thing from that movie that really showed up ever again. Uh, Which is just, I don't know, that's kind of weird, right? Like, we spent two and a half hours watching this movie to get one thing that comes up ten movies later. Yeah. So I guess, wasn't, like, Iron Man 3 kind of the same way? Yeah. Like, was that really needed? I think, like, the only biggest... Biggest thing I would take away from that is um, you get like the the Hulk armor. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's all. Iron Man three was just like everyone probably wanted to see more Iron Man suits because he has yeah. a thousand suits, <laughs> and so they were like, "All right, right, we'll make a movie where you could see all the suits." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because I don't I think, think anything from that movie continued, right? Um, Hulk armor I wasn't in that movie. We just. The fact that he has other suits. Yeah, it's like other suits, and then you just get the nod and end, end game with uh, the boy that helped him out. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. What about Pepper? Did Pepper... Uh, I could be misremembering, but I feel like she showed up in Endgame and could actually help because she got like some kind of weird powers in Iron Man 3. I, they teased her getting a suit in Iron Man 3. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she did get the weird, like, superheated powers, but that mm-hmm. just sort of yeah. disappeared at the end of Iron Man yeah, 3. Was, um, yeah. but then so they I'm trying were to remember like, oh, she did something she... useful. In... <laughs> I don't think so. I don't even think she shows up in an Iron Man suit. Because the whole thing with that, with Endgame, is then he, like, builds the helmet, and he says he's building it for the mom, but now... Mm-hmm. You know, now in 2021, we're seeing that, like, oh, they're kind of teasing his daughter being mm-hmm. not Ironheart, but the protector, right? So it's kind of like, well, this whole time you've been kind of teasing us that you were making Pepper Potts Ironheart, and now, <laughs> never mind, we're just going to do protector with, I can't remember his daughter's name. Morgan. Starts with a, Morgan, yeah. Morgan, yeah. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. I will say I enjoyed Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2. Uh, and also, it did give us um, a guy... Gosh, his last name has totally escaped me for just a moment. Is it Guy Pierce? Guy Pierce, yes. We have an MCU movie with Guy Pierce in it, <laughs> <laughs> which is just a gift. But that is a digression from <laughs> Thor and Avengers. <laughs> well, I guess last thing on Iron Man 3 is... I mean, now we're getting Shang Chi, so we'll yeah. get an we'll get an actual Mandarin. It's kind of cool, right? Finally, correcting <laughs> correcting a lot of those things, <laughs> retconning a movie that didn't really need to be made. Circling back to the Avengers, did either of you ever hear like the rumors of like that Spider Spider Man was like in Avengers? That he was yes. the little boy. Well, so there's the I think the little boy was a, a theory, and maybe I just kind of got threads crossed. But every, so many people were just like in the post credit scene. They're like, you can like Spider Man's there, he's in there, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, he's not. Like the little boy makes sense if you look at like the timeline. Like 
I've gone into that fan theory, and yeah, it makes sense. Like that probably is uh, could very well be Peter Parker. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was like a rumor like there. Everyone was like, watch the end credit scene when they're in the restaurant because like you'll see Spider Man or like a reference to Spider Man or something. And I look and look and look every time and I don't see anything. Yeah. The the little kid with the Iron Man helmet is what I've always heard. Like, oh, that's Peter Parker. But at the same time, I've also heard that that's supposed to be the kid that helps him in mm. Iron Man 3, which like also yeah. could be true. And it I feel like true, yeah. that makes more sense to me than it being Peter Parker because why would Peter Parker... I don't know, dress in Iron Man stuff. I feel like he, you know, I don't know. I just felt like it made more sense in my mind to be like that little kid is the kid from Iron Man 3 because he likes mm-hmm. Iron Man and he likes building Iron Man stuff. So he dressed like Iron Man. Yeah. But also in, uh, you know, related to fan theories, and this is kind of beyond a fan theory because a uh, Part of it was confirmed by by Marvel as being correct. Um, how Loki shows up at the beginning looking completely terrible, and um, the fan part is where they said that they think that the reason why he shows up and is uh, clearly in pain because there's even a part where he like stumbles and like makes like a sound like he's hurt whenever he has first you know gathered up uh, his mm-hmm. <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> And they said that they think that he had to have been tortured into submission into helping uh, Thanos and the other. Um, mm. I don't know how much of that I believe. I mean, it makes sense because they're clearly trying to indicate that something has happened to him for him to be acting this way and also looking, again, just awful. Because um, you know, my husband's like, wow, he looks terrible. <laughs> I was like, thanks, honey. That's not nice. Um <laughs> But also it could be, you know, he's just traveled across the universe through a wormhole that is presumably full of radiation and is not built for safe travel like the uh, Rainbow Bridge or anything like that. So it could just be that he's like being torn apart at a molecular level and just kind of survives because he's Asgardian. Um, mm-hmm. The part that Marvel has confirmed is that the the scepter uh, with the Mind Stone, and we see it uh, whenever it's in the room with uh, all the Avengers, it makes them start kind of arguing and picking at each other and they said that he was at least partly under the control of the scepter in that movie so every time he held it he wasn't immune to the effect that it had and it was dragging out all the worst parts of him and making him act out against his brother and everyone um there's even the scene where he's having the conversation with thor and he said the last thing he remembers about seeing his brother is thor throwing him off the bridge which is not Mm. you know that's not what happens he lets go Mm. and so it it could be and this is probably being just a little bit too kind to loki because i mean he is kind of a bad dude i love him but he is a bad dude (laughs) um that it's gotten into his head so badly that he doesn't even know what is real anymore and he feels like he's doing this at least partly in self-defense he believes thor wants to kill him because he's a frost giant so yeah, I don't know how much of that is true. <laughs> I mean, I I like that. Yeah, I do too. I think it, it's it's the little things like that that tie the story together. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like I don't even know. 
if I paid much attention to him when he was like, I paid attention to him being disheveled. I was probably just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's like running away. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even just thinking about Loki being disheveled, like uh, in Thor 2 when he goes to see, when Thor goes to see him in prison mm-hmm. and he looks all clean and then he like gets rid of the illusion and he's like leaning up against the wall and the table's flipped over and everything's dirty. And I was like, no oh, way. this is, yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, Mm-hmm. We're getting to see Loki, I don't know, break down, sort of, um, and get to see him more as a character. And that's why I think that he he was better in Thor 2, because he, we got to see Tom Hiddleston play Loki to, to Loki's right. extent. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I'm really excited to see him do more. Yeah, in the Dark World, he's not real. Like he's not the villain of that movie. He's more like an uh, anti-hero, and mm-hmm. he he does manage to redeem himself before he turns around. I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm gonna do this really <laughs> selfish thing here at the end. So he's again, he's a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like yeah. his badness in the Avengers is exacerbated by the Mind Stone. And in Thor, he just, he had his feelings hurt real bad. (laughs) He thinks his dad doesn't love him, and he thinks that uh, he's a monster because he's a frost giant. Makes him very sad, and he's trying to impress his daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I almost feel like in Thor, too, like you were saying, Elisa, that maybe, maybe he was supposed to, we were supposed to end Thor 2 with Loki being redeemed Mm -hmm. and being semi-good whether he we believed or not he was dead but just being like oh he's semi-redeemed and then someone was like no we really need to drive home that he's bad so then they they added him like transforming after that conversation so i i don't know it's weird because i feel like they're doing i mean they're doing like like these movies are just now coming out but (laughs) i feel like in that movie it's, it seemed like what they did with uh, Zemo in Falcon and Winter Soldier, where they like yeah. made yeah. him likable, made you kind of on his side. You know he's a bad guy, but they and he did some bad things, even in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but then he redeems himself at the end, and then you're good. But then someone was like, nah, no, don't do that. Well, I think in the comics, even from the very beginning, when he was uh, like introduced basically as an antagonist for Thor, even though it was, uh, if I'm remembering this issue correctly, it says it's his half-brother, not his adopted brother. Um, I, one thing I remember distinctly is whenever he shows up on Earth after he releases himself from Asgardian prison, is he immediately has a fangirl. <laughs> There's a, a girl on the street that completely loses her mind. She's like, oh, he's so romantic and handsome. He said like one thing. He's just showed up and is causing trouble, and she's all about Loki already. And so I think that they've kind of encouraged us to be like, well, he might be a little bit bad, but, you know, he can't be too bad. He's got good qualities. <laughs> he's a bad, yeah, he's a he's a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a bad boy. These, these traits of his character. This is where I'm going to get... Um, <laughs> little nervous for the show right because i don't want it to be like every episode it's just kind of like this huge wave of like 
all right, whatever he's up to, okay, he's clearly going to be like a villain. And then it's going to like the next episode, like, well, no, he's going to be good. And then the next episode, oh, now he's back. To, I don't, I really hope they don't do that. I hope it's just like subtle enough to where you kind of in the back of your mind, like what's, what's he up to? And then just kind of like at the end, just really kind of give us like a solid ending to the series. Yeah. I think that the rumors about it being extra seasons is going to be true. Of it being multiple seasons? Yes. And so, like, I think that what it is going to end up being, and it's going to take probably at least three seasons. This is just me thinking. I could be super duper wrong. I think it's uh, the arc is going to be he's eventually going to wield Mjolnir. Hmm. He's going to become just good enough to where he's worthy to hold Mjolnir. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that'd be interesting. I I feel like they're... With them kind of not, I mean, again, we haven't seen Love and Thunder, so we don't know, and we don't we don't work for Marvel, so we don't know what their plan is. But we do it not. seems to me like they're they're kind of working the original Avengers out and trying to figure out what are the next steps for new Avengers. So I could almost see this Loki show. Like, yeah, it being a couple seasons because Tom Hiddleston's not done being Loki. Whether or not Chris Hemsworth is done being Thor. But you can't really have Loki without Thor. So then they were like, well, we'll just put Loki in a different timeline and then we can keep doing fun Loki things without it necessarily like needing to affect whatever the current timeline is in the movies. Yeah. Right now, I don't even see that Loki is in. No, he hasn't. He hasn't been uh, confirmed for it. But bearing so, in mind, unless they're gonna like maybe have him be like the mm-hmm. post credits. I mean, they could do a ton of stuff because like secret. Tom Hiddleston was on a uh, Marvel stage literally all last year. <laughs> they could have easily filmed something with him and then just sent it off to Taika Waititi mm-hmm. and been like, "Here, <laughs> dude, whatever you need with this." <laughs> I don't think he's going to be an important character yeah. in it, but I think he'll be in it. If they're showing Portman as also being Mighty Thor, then I feel like there needs to be a scene with her character and Loki together yeah. at some point. You know, that would be really interesting. The question is, is like, if they did that, would she be Jane Foster or would she be Mighty Thor? I was just going to say, like, it could even be sort of like the Martian Manhunter thing from Justice League, where, like, I mean, at this point, Loki can change into anybody. So anybody in any of these movies could easily become Loki later on. So, like, it could be that he's not on the, you know, the released cast list for Love and Thunder, but then, like, two weeks before it releases, they're like, okay, quick, uh, go CGI out, CG this person (laughs) to, to transform into Tom Hiddleston, just for a scene. And it, and it be like something where they just slip him in just to have him in there. But maybe like nobody knows, not even like the main cast. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so many of them get busted spoiling things that now maybe they're just <laughs> to a point where they're like, we're not going to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. None of you get to know. Spider-Man could be in this one. Exactly. <laughs> nobody knows what any of these movies are about anymore. You show up on your green screen stage and you do what we tell you to do. And then a movie comes out and it's crazy. <laughs> 
what were you going to say earlier at least i didn't mean to cut you off <laughs> no you're good you're good i was only going to say i've been doing my very very best to stay away from any love and thunder spoilers no set photos nothing i'm trying to go into it completely blissfully unaware of what's going to be in the movie but i accidentally did see a set photo and it was of natalie portman with the biggest biceps i've ever seen on a woman <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know. I was not anticipating that. Like, I knew that she was going to be some version of Thor in it because that was, like, the first thing they announced. They brought her out on stage. She's like, oh, she's going to be playing Jane Foster in Thor. Good. Great. Looking forward to it. Again, I was not prepared. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I saw that one. I did see one other one with two other characters, like a behind-the-scenes type thing. Um. But we don't have to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may post the bicep picture on our social media page. <laughs> if we can find it. <laughs> I'll post four bicep pictures and you tell me which one is Natalie Portman. <laughs> now I want to see Loki fight Spider-Man. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I think Loki fighting anybody. Loki turning into Spider-Man. So it's like Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. I mean, maybe that happens in No Way Home. (laughs) (laughs) Something that's really funny is how... Loki, he will actually be Andrew Garfield and (laughs) Tobey Maguire. (laughs) That would be trippy. (laughs) Yeah. He's gone from being so tiny and skinny in the first Thor movie to like just slowly getting more and more swole. Over all of them. <laughs> and that was that was something that I remembered reading about is, you know, he was originally reading for Thor. And so he put on like 20 pounds of muscles and all sorts of stuff. And then Branna told him, I don't want you as Thor. <laughs> Lose 20 pounds immediately. <laughs> and told him that he was playing Loki, even though he uh, hadn't even read for Loki. And so he had to like starve himself to get rid of all of his new muscles and get all, you know, like skinny and British again. But since then... And I think that there's going to be kind of a weird transition because he wasn't he wasn't built what, like he was or is even now in Avengers. And so we're getting that Loki in the show, and he doesn't look the same. I mean, I even noticed in the trailer his hair is different. I guess I could be mm. like, oh, the radiation singed his hair off. That's why it's three inches shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I was thinking the exact same thing after after we saw Endgame. I was like, man... So for this Loki show, they're either going to have to explain away the end of Endgame or the show is going to have to pick up right after the end of Endgame because Mm -hmm. he just disappears with the Tesseract. Yeah. I mean, mean, that's got to be what it is. He picks up that Tesseract, takes him uh, into a new timeline, and then he gets caught by the TVA for messing stuff up. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's how most, pretty much all the fans are probably, that's what we're expecting for the intro, something like that. So maybe that maybe he'll have long hair for a scene, and then he <laughs> gets caught and they cut his hair or something. I, I think that that first scene in the very first trailer where he's like in the middle of the desert, and he's in like his regular Loki suit, and he like gets up, and he's like, what just happened? That's got to be like the very, very beginning of the show. That's got to be whenever he first crashes wherever he is, Utah. But he's got the short hair already. (laughs) 
well, I'm going to be on the underdog side, and I'm going to say that that scene won't pop up until halfway through the season. <gasps> we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've gone through the Thor movies um, to, to kind of get except prepped. Except for Ragnarok. Yeah, except for Ragnarok. To kind of get prepped for, uh, for Loki. Let's see. How long do we have before Loki comes out? Uh, I know two days less, but... <laughs> June 9th. We have three more weeks. Like three more Wednesdays, rather. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. It comes on a Wednesday. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, do you think that for next week we should do Ragnarok and Endgame? I mean, I guess both Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. I was about to say, we have to get Infinity War. That's where he dies, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dies, yeah. not quote unquote, but also quote unquote. The, for, the, for the fourth time now, I think. <laughs> I lost count. His, his fourth death. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So next week <laughs> well, we will. We can, we can uh, rank our favorite Loki death scene. <laughs> oh, <ooh. laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, next week we will talk about ragnarok which i it's i think it's up there for me i I don't know if it's my favorite (laughs) but it's one of my favorites so it's a it's up there for sure and then uh infinity war and endgame where we will get to kind of actually see potentially what leads into the loki show so be prepared for that uh if you're not already make sure to follow us on social I'm going to be better about posting on social. <laughs> I, you know, I've been slacking lately. Um, but definitely check out our social. We will be posting uh, our favorite. Maybe we'll do top five favorite Marvel movies and bottom five least favorite Marvel movies. Um, there's like 30 to choose from. So uh, that, that, that will be coming soon. Uh, as well as maybe some fact check after this uh, after this wrap up I'll jump in with the fact check on some of the things we talked about so stay tuned don't go anywhere be sure to join us next week and fact check's coming up (laughs) alright so we're here for the first ever Marvel's Ace content enthusiast fact check We'll start doing this at the end of every episode to kind of go back through things that we talked about, make sure that we didn't misspeak or misremember any information. So for this week to start, we're going to talk about when Odin transforms into Loki at the end of Thor 2. Uh, In the episode, we talked about whether or not this was scripted or if this was something that they decided later on. Turns out it was scripted. Uh, Loki tricks Odin and leaves him at a retirement home which is where we pick up in Thor Ragnarok. So yes, that indeed played out the way it was supposed to. The second thing that we're going to fact check today is I mentioned a couple times that Morgan may be playing Ironheart. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, Ironheart is the superhero name of the teenager Riri Williams. Now, there is an Ironheart series in the works been teased and it seems like Riri Williams will be playing Ironheart. Now upon further research I've seen 
that Morgan may show up in Ironheart, but not really sure whether or not she's going to play a role as a super suited hero or if she's just going to kind of show up and be like, maybe help Riri out. It's still up in the air as what Morgan could be, but it looks like for now she's just going to be Morgan Stark. One of the other things that we want to talk about is the set from the first Thor movie and whether or not that town was a soundstage or whether that town was an actual town. Well, it kind of turns out neither. It's a little bit more closely related to a soundstage, I would say, but they actually built that entire town just for that movie. So I don't know if that town is still around. Maybe it is. You can go see it. I would assume they probably tore it down after shooting or blew it up. Who knows? But it was indeed built just for the filming of Thor. The last thing we're going to talk about in the fact check is Loki's first appearance. Now, in the Marvel history, Loki's first appearance came in 1949. Loki was a member of the Olympian gods. They were exiled to the underworld. He was kind of a bad dude. Uh, he was actually modeled after the devil. It wasn't until 1962 when Loki was reintroduced as Thor's sworn enemy that we see Loki that we know today with the big horns and the green scaly armor. The Loki from the Marvel comics has always been an adopted brother. His father, who was a frost giant, was defeated by Odin and his sort of dying wish was that Odin take care of his son and so out of respect for his fallen enemy, Odin takes care of the frost giant's son and raises him to be Loki. Well, that about does it for our fact check this week. Be sure to check in next week when we talk about Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.